Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We're going to be talking about Scooby-Doo and Batman the Brave and the Bold, the latest directed DVD slash home media DC movie release. And this one, obviously, a crossover with the Scooby-Doo franchise. Um, so, kind of a different thing than usual, um, but it's the return of the Brave and the Bold team. Diedrich Bader voicing Batman, of course, and then meeting with Scooby-Doo. So, what is Scooby-Doo we don't normally talk about a lot here, Zach? Uh, are you very familiar uh, with the mythology, the character of Scooby-Doo? Uh, so, I, I spent quite a good amount of time as a kid watching the old Scooby-Doo episodes on Cartoon Network, Boomerang, the old reruns. Um, I didn't really ever get into the new show. I watched some of the, what was the one with the little the little dog, the younger? A pup named Scooby-Doo? Yeah, that one. Uh, watched a couple of those. But yeah, and you know, I, I know like the old gags of like the meddling kids and taking the mask off and the running in between hallways, the sequence where they come out of the doors and stuff. So I like all that stuff and I, I like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but, you know, I was never crazy about it, but I definitely know know a good amount about it. Yeah, I was never hugely into animation. Still, still not really. But uh, Scooby Doo is one of the one things I did see as a kid, uh, and I'm haven't seen a lot of it in a long time. But I'm definitely familiar with the characters and everything like that. And this is a very classic Scooby team with Velma, Fred, Daphne, and Shaggy. It's it's the main gang there. Um, and then they're they're meeting this running into the Batman, the Brave, and the Bold world. So overall, Zach, what'd you kind of think of this? This this is a lot of fun. I I found myself laughing quite a bit and enjoying the story. And you know, it's nothing. It's not like a crazy inventive story. It's it feels like a very classic kind of Scooby Doo mystery with Batman the Brave and the Bold thrown in. Uh, but I think they they mesh together pretty well. They both have a similar sense of humor, and I think they play off each other pretty well. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. I agree. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a very good movie. It's it's what you would expect. I think if you if you like Batman the Brave and the Bold and and Scooby, I mean this is this is the movie for you. Uh, it's a it's a ton of fun as you would expect, and it feels feels right. It does have you know if you don't like the the Scooby Scooby Doo sort of uh, tropes or or anything like that, where you know Scooby and Shaggy are eating a lot. And yeah. scared, you know, that's, that's basically all they do. Well, that's, that's what they do here. Um, so that's good or bad, depending on if you like that. And, but it does, it feels like a continuation of the brave and the bold with, with an episode of, with Scooby. And yeah, this is one of my favorite things DC is doing right now, just in general, sort of returning to continuities that haven't been around for a while. We haven't seen brave and the bold in a few years. And now this is a good way to continue it direct to DVD animated movies. Yeah. So I guess what kind of, we can get into spoilers now. I mean, we don't have to, uh, I mean, we can get into this story. You know, it's a classic mystery like you would expect with Scooby-Doo and, of course, Batman, the world's greatest detective. Um, what sort of stood out to you? Yeah, I, the thing that stood out the most to me is just the, the sheer number of awesome characters that we get to see. You know, we we start out with um, the little, like, test case that they're they're seeing if they're if the the scooby gang is up to the task of being members of the mystery analysts of gotham um with martian manhunter and detective chimp i that was just awesome the reveal there especially detective chimp like he's such a ridiculous character but he fits great in this story and then seeing black canary and plastic man martian manhunter detective chimp batman and aquaman all together 
uh, as members of the mystery analysts of Gotham. Well, Aquaman, not really so much, uh, but he, he's great. Um, but yeah, seeing all of those characters together, I think they use them well. And I, I really like seeing them interact with each other. Yeah, tons. Of, there's a ton of characters, like you said, and they worked in most of sort of the the standouts, I guess, from Brave and the Bold. Aquaman, of course, is one of the most popular supporting characters there. And we also get the question Black Canary, I guess, if Plastic Man, of course, was there's a lot of Plastic Man in the Brave and the Bold. So, uh, again, tons of tons of cool characters there. I mean, maybe you could have found a way to get in Blue Beetle, but probably not in this story. So uh, I was I was pretty happy overall with the characters they chose to use in it. Yeah. So yeah, right, right from the beginning when they do that, um, there's a lot of good jokes and one-liners and stuff. And I, I just wrote down some of the ones that actually made me laugh the most. I, I liked it when Shaggy said, talking animals freak me out because of Detective Chimp. And then Scooby-Doo agreed with him by talking. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then the great little fight sequence after that with Batman, Aquaman, the question versus Riddler and Catwoman and some, some other folks, uh, the question is a great character, especially for animation, because you can make his face look really blank. Um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I always love seeing the Riddler. He's one of my favorite Bat villains. And so that was that was awesome to see as well. Yeah. And then, of course, Aquaman sort of forces his way in there. And he is his classic, outrageous, brave and the bold Aquaman. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely loved Aquaman in this film. I, I think I laughed at just about everything he said. <laughs> Speaking of which, he... We, we find out Batman has like this unsolved case and Aquaman asks him about it by saying, did you lose another Robin? <laughs> <laughs> I took, I took that as a, a super dark at yeah. first. Like, um, like he was talking, I don't know, maybe it's meant both ways, but like Jason Todd, um, did you, you know, did another Robin die or does it just, did he like literally just lose a Robin? Like one's missing and right. Aquaman just always has Robin or Batman losing a Robin. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we find out a little bit after that, you know, the kind of main crux, the main mystery of this is this Crimson Cloak character and he shows up to fight them and he can handle them pretty easily. So we don't really know a lot about him, but we get that flashback to Batman's unsolved case and we get to see the old Batmobile in the suit, which was, those are nice touches to see those. Right. And the, the suit classically inspired by the early days of Batman from the comics, which is always fun to see. Yeah. Uh, but we see he let that professor fall into the teleporter and then the other professor was the Riddler and that's where he came from. So a nice tie back in. So there's always a like a mystery, obviously, with Scooby-Doo, Mystery Inc. Um, were you able to predict it or were you just, do you just pay attention? To, do you just watch for the fun or do you actually try to work out the mystery or anything like that? I never really try to work out the mystery. I'm just kind of sitting back and enjoying it and just letting it, let it kind of hit me. Because if you think about it too much, you can probably figure it out, but it's more fun to not figure it out first. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And um, although I will say when they're in the Batcave later, and uh, there's definitely a clue. I didn't figure out the whole thing, but there's definitely some clues in there that stand out. Yeah. Uh, so we end up going to Arkham and this was a great little sequence because, you know, all the villains escape. So we get to see a ton of cool characters again. And then, also, the Arkham cafeteria with Scooby and Shaggy. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, a quick cameo from Harley and Ivy. That was yeah. pretty cool to see with, with Scooby and Shaggy. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a smart way to introduce a ton of characters. Although you'd got to think Arkham would have some sort of backup other than electric power doors. Like maybe maybe have some sort of backup in case the power goes down. But hey, it, I don't think this is not meant to be taken too seriously here. Yeah. Speaking of not taking things too seriously, they they get framed. And they like make everybody think that they're the ones who are doing everything. And 
in like a real story, I think I would be upset that this group of heroes that have been working with Batman forever don't trust him. They just like all turn on him immediately. But again, because this is kind of a silly story, you just let that slide by and let it serve the purpose that it's going to serve. I have to disagree with you there. I actually like that they didn't because they didn't like directly turn on him like, oh, there's this one piece of evidence that means Batman's guilty. Everything he's done is a sham. All of that. They were like, no, we, yeah, we know you. We worked with you before. Um, it's probably not you who did it, but we have a protocol to follow. Yeah. Looks, you look guilty. We got, we got to follow the clues through. They didn't, it, it wasn't like, um, they just snapped and turned on him. They sort of, they sort of, from a logical perspective, were just like, well, no, you probably didn't do it, but we should probably, we need to look into this and why this is happening. I actually really like that for, uh, for a, a kid's show. Yeah. And they, it did work well too, because they're, you know, they're using it to make you, it's kind of the red herring of the detective making you think that maybe it's him because he's up in their grill the whole time. But so it works in that way too. Right. Uh, something else I wrote down there, they're driving away. They're trying to get away from the heroes that are now chasing them down. And Batman has a Martian fail safe button that just shoots out <laughs> cookies that, out the back. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love the, the three cookies there um, or the, the three buttons there. And I'm like, I wonder what the Martian fail safe is. Is it just going to like blow out fire or right. <laughs> scare him? Nope. It's just a box of cookies. That's all you need to know. Uh, so they go back to the the Batcave and we get to see all of the different suits and there's enough suits of enough different kinds to match up everybody from Mr. Ink, including Ace the Bathound. So you can probably guess what's going to happen later with all of those different suits. Yeah. And we don't even, and the, the TV show doesn't even show a ton of the Batcave or, or any, I don't even remember if they showed it or how many times, but they don't show a ton of that. So it was cool to see a little bit of the Batcave. They mentioned Commissioner Gordon, but they still, you know, don't show Alfred or, or any other supporting characters, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what would you think of all the all the Scooby Gang in the um in the clothes? They, uh, I gotta say, Velma pulls off a, a very good Carrie Kelly Robin. Yeah. And and Daphne is Batgirl. Um. That kind of I think that was almost work. Yeah, and I liked Fred in the old Batman suit. And Shaggy in the crazy suit. Um, so, I, yeah, I, it all worked really well. Yeah, Shaggy couldn't really fill out the Nightwing suit, but right. um, yeah, it was, it was goofy and, and fun to see that. So we, we kind of get the resolution to the, the mystery. We find out that Crimson Cloak is actually Clayface, um, but you kind of figure that out because he's you know changing into a bunch of people and they, they look like they're made out of clay, so it's not too hard to figure out which character that could be. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but then the Riddler actually was the question and that i did not see coming that actually was a nice good twist i thought right um i could tell the question wasn't who he it wasn't the question when aquaman basically pointed that out but um i was surprised to see the riddler was there and this is like typical scooby-doo fashion there's a very long reveal uh everybody tells the story at the end this is the mix-up this is what actually happened uh and i think it delivered pretty well on that yeah, it did. It felt like, you know, the classic kind of into the Scooby-Doo. And it was funny, too, because they referenced that um, the guys from Mystery Inc. referenced like, well, this is normally what we do. This is our job. And <laughs> they're wrapping it up for them. So I thought that was funny, too. Yeah. Luckily, uh, Velma gets to come through and she's kind of like the only competent one in right. the group for, for most of this uh, most of this movie. But yeah, she gets to come through and, and explain things at the end there. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, pretty fun time, I would say. Yeah, a lot of fun. Like I said, I think these two universes mesh together really well, especially the humor. So uh, they played off each other and you just get to see so many different 
characters, even in small doses like the the Arkham Escape, we got to see so many of the old school cool Batman villains. Yeah, absolutely. And it's goofy, but it delivers exactly what what you would want from this crossover. Uh, would you like to see more of these in the future? Oh, yeah. I would definitely like to see more of these. I mean, I think, like I said, I think they, they work really well together. So I think they could tell some other stories. There's always some mystery for the, the gang to solve. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder what, um, I was trying to think of other crossovers DC could do uh, with like all their Warner Brothers properties to sort of cross them over. Obviously, there's a Hanna-Barbera, uh, which there's a cool Ruby Smears cameo uh, uh, or Easter egg in, in, in this movie. But I wonder what kind of crossovers they could do. Um, I almost thought you could do a, a spiritual sequel to Gotham by Gaslight, but have Jason from Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. something like that like a crossover batman meets friday the 13th have a really dark r-rated movie just to uh just to sort of cross over those fan bases but i wonder if there could be some cool ones like that um that'd be fun to see other franchises cross over with dc some way in this animation you know direct to dvd animation is a great way to do those yeah or they could go like have some time travel and they end up with the flintstones or something like that Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Batman Samurai, except right. <laughs> maybe there's uh, the Flintstones involved, something like that. All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow.